Look, this episode will contain facts. It will be absent of spin, and it will have hard-hitting truth that's probably going to be offensive to some. Listener, be advised, as no one is safe. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. A movement of objectivity has arrived. This is not what you've heard, and I'm your host, Corey Milliken. I cannot even begin to describe how excited I am to launch this thing. You know, I've, I've been planning this for a while. I've gotten a lot of great feedback. For those of you that know me, um, you might consider me a failed hot take artist, and <laughs> I take pride in that. I certainly take pride in that. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of lived on both sides of the political spectrum, which, which makes me a little unique. Uh, when I was younger, I, I certainly aligned a little bit more with progressive ideology. And as I've gotten older, I've started to appreciate some of the fiscally conservative policies of the conservative movement. Um, but one thing that's frustrated me, as I'm sure it probably has you, is that there is no place, no place exists, at least that I know of where we can get the latest stories in the news, where we can understand what the heck is happening in the United States, absent of spin, absent of narrative. That construct is fake news, and I'm tired of it. I'm sure you're probably tired of it too. The biggest reason I'm starting this podcast, the number one reason, is to serve my friends on both the left and the right. But even deeper than that, there's a component of unification for us to take advantage of and seize on. There's an opportunity for unity in dispelling disinformation and rallying together around objectivity, calling a spade a spade. That's what I want to do with this podcast. And I want you to hold me accountable along the way. In all of these episodes, I will spend the first half just simply laying out the facts and the latest stories. I will give you the facts. In the second half, if you choose to stick around and listen to my opinion, I would love for you to do that. I think you'll find I'm a reasonable guy. But I will give you the opportunity to just skip that. To skip my spin, to skip my narrative, to skip my opinion. I will lead with facts and I will follow it with opinion. But I promise you, I will give you the opportunity that mainstream media does not give you. And that's the opportunity to walk out the door before the spin starts. I promise you, my promise to you is that I will do everything in my power to do that. And if you see me start slipping, hold me accountable. I'm human. But this isn't just for me. This is for all of us. I want to start a movement here. Hence the title of the of the podcast, Now What You've Heard. The things I'm going to tell you are things that you don't hear in mainstream media. You might watch the Rachel Maddow show. You might watch Sean Hannity's late night, or not late night, but I think it's on at 9 p.m. every night. You might watch him on Fox News. What I love about those two, no, I won't call them journalists. What I love about those two reporters, television personalities, I, Gosh, I don't even know what to call them. It's so freaking uncomfortable. Um, 
They are such compelling storytellers. And they suck you in. They suck you in. But see, what, what's frustrating for me about personalities like that is I know that in these compelling stories, 90% of it is narrative. And it's so much narrative and it's so much spin, but it's so compelling that it makes it so difficult to discern truth from spin. And I'm tired of it. I want a place of objectivity where I can understand America through an objective lens, through a neutral lens, without spin. And you know what? I appreciate opinion. I really do. I know all of you do too. I have friends on on the left that love hearing my opinion, not because they agree with it. They probably disagree with 95% of what I say, but they want to hear the other side. What they don't want is unapologetic trolling like you get from the Rachel Maddow show or the Sean Hannity show or whatever other people you want to cite. We're tired of it, and it is dividing this country. I'm tired of it, and that's exactly why I'm starting this podcast, not what you've heard. So again, what we're going to do in the first half of these episodes, I will give you fact. I will lay out stories as they are. I will strip them of narrative, and I will hand you an objective lens to view these stories through so that you can formulate your own opinions exclusive of what mainstream media wants to tell you. And again, if you choose to stick around for the rest of the episode in the second half, I'll share my opinions. I'm sure some of my friends on the right will appreciate them because I think, you know, most of the time I I, I might lean a little bit to the right and um, I'm not bashful about that. I'm really not. But oftentimes, especially on social issues, I'll lean to the left. But I think my friends on both the left and the right just appreciate a reasonable uh, perspective. And so for that, I would, encur- I would encourage you in these episodes, stick around for my opinion. You might, you might just like what you hear. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get into a story, um, a pretty wild one you might have heard about. Um, of course, Donald Trump is in trouble yet again. Um, there is a story coming out from the New York Times that Russian intelligence officers actually offered cash rewards to Taliban fighters to kill U.S. and uh, British troops in Afghanistan. Um, So stay tuned. I'll lay out the facts, and then in the second half, we will walk through my take on this story. back. This is episode one of Not What You've Heard. Now, I promised you that I will give you these stories absent of spin first and share my opinion second. So here are the facts. We had a bombshell, a huge story dropped on Friday by the New York Times. This was an absolute banger. The New York Times, citing a U.S. intelligence official, alleged that Russian intelligence officers offered cash, a bounty, y'all, a frickin' bounty, offered cash rewards to Taliban fighters to kill U.S. and British troops in Afghanistan. This report goes on to allege, again, citing this anonymous U.S. intel official, that, number one, 
the Russians actually believe that the Taliban executed against and in accordance to this bounty, and so they actually paid the Taliban. And number two, it goes on to allege that Donald Trump was actually briefed on this back in March, I believe. And obviously he didn't do anything, according to this report. Then, on Saturday, CNN corroborates the New York Times story. And CNN isn't citing a U.S. intelligence official. CNN is citing a European intelligence official. And CNN gets the same exact story. That Russian intelligence officers were offered cash rewards, or I'm sorry, Russian intelligence officers offered cash rewards to the Taliban to kill U.S. troops and British troops. This official also goes on to say, this European official that I've been talking to CNN also goes on to say that, you know, he, he or she wasn't sure as to the date of the casualties, the number or nationality, whether they were British or American, and also whether they were fatalities, meaning they died or they were just injured. Um, but nonetheless, this European intelligence official did corroborate the New York Times story. Obviously, the really damning thing for Trump in these reports, if they are true, if what these anonymous intelligence officers are saying, officials are saying are true, um, the, the, the damning thing for Trump is he didn't do anything. And it's not a good look. Um, however, also on Saturday, later in the afternoon, Catherine Herridge of CBS, you can find her on Twitter, at CBS underscore Herridge. Um, she reported that it, she actually got in touch with a senior intel official. And this senior intel official said, hey, these bounty allegations were not contained in the president's daily brief. That was the brief that the New York Times and CNN cited uh, Donald Trump was briefed in on these alleged bounties. Um, those presidential daily briefs, otherwise known as PDBs, um, are obviously highly classified. But what this senior intelligence official said was that these PDBs contain a daily summary of national security issues, and they are delivered to not only the president, but key cabinet uh, secretaries, advisors, obviously folks like Mike Pence, um, this official also went on to confirm that the National Security Council, the NSC, has been doing its due diligence and going back through all of its files since the New York Times broke this story on Friday. And not only have they not found this intelligence assessment citing Russian bounties on U.S. and British soldiers in any of the president's daily briefings, they can't find it at all. This intelligence official is challenging the idea that this thing even exists and that any of this even happened. Now, this official went on to say that the review is ongoing. They're still looking back through all of their records, but given the current talks with the Taliban, intelligence about the Taliban collecting on bounties to kill or injure U.S. and British troops, they would have risen to the level of being something that would be included in a presidential daily briefing considering we're literally in peace talks with the Taliban right now. In fact, if you remember back in September, I want to say, of last year, we almost held and hosted the Taliban at Camp David. Peace talks had progressed that far. So what you're getting from the New York Times and CNN is a story corroborated by both U.S. and 
European intelligence officials that Russians had placed bounties on U.S. and British soldiers, and um, the Taliban actually allegedly collected on one of these bounties, and Donald Trump was briefed on this back in March, I believe. And on the other side of the coin, you have CBS reporting and citing a senior intelligence official that not only was the president not briefed on this, but they don't even know that this report even exists. So they're challenging the validity of what the New York Times and uh, CNN are reporting. Now, I promised you I will give you the facts first and the spin second, so stay tuned if you want to hear my opinion, but we are going to take a quick break right here. This is episode one of Not What You've Heard. So as I promised, I'd save the back half of this episode for the Corey Milliken spin, the Corey Milliken narrative. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what to believe with this, quite frankly. Um, you know, it's kind of obvious that, that Trump would have come out and say, hey, you know, none of this happened, none of this is true, blah, blah, blah. But I'm highly suspect of um, the New York Times. And in fact, I'm even more suspect of the New York Times than I am CNN. There's some folks over at CNN that I don't mind, like Jake Tapper and a few others. Like, they're not that bad. Honestly, I don't mind Chris Cuomo. I think it's super awkward and, and uncomfortable when he, like, has this, like, kumbaya moment with his brother on national television. But, you know, other than that, I appreciate his opinion. But I'm super, super, super skeptical of the New York Times because this is what the New York Times does. They always cite anonymous intelligence officials. If you recall, well, you probably don't because we were all kids if you're around my age. But back in the early 2000s, before we went to the Iraq War, the New York Times had this huge piece on um, weapons of mass destruction that were alleged to exist in Iraq. And so what do we do? We go over to Iraq, we look for weapons of mass destruction, and <gasps> they're nowhere to be found. And the New York Times cited... Um, anonymous intelligence officials. So anytime that this, these types of stories come out from the New York Times, I'm highly skeptical. Another reason why I'm highly skeptical of this story is CBS. CBS had gotten in touch with senior U.S. intelligence officials. Catherine Herridge, which I cited, is reporting that none of this is true. And not only was Donald Trump not even briefed on this, this intelligence official is saying, "Hey, Catherine, I don't even think I don't even think this report exists. I have no idea what these people are talking about." So I'm I'm highly skeptical. Now, I thought it was a little wild back in September when Donald Trump wanted to host Taliban leaders at Camp David. Um, Camp David has uh, a very large significance in American politics. It's kind of like the president's retreat if you will. So it's like hosting somebody at your cabin or something like that. Um, and so this was, you know, back in September when, when Trump was going to host the Taliban at Camp David, I was like, whoa, 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 shoot. These peace talks with the Taliban are for real. And all of a sudden they just fizzle out out of nowhere. And obviously the Taliban doesn't come to Camp David. Um, now this, in, this intelligence official that Catherine Harridge had been in touch with is saying that apparently peace talks are ongoing 
And if this intelligence report existed, it would have definitely been brought up to Trump, considering we are in the middle of peace talks with the Taliban. But what I find even more concerning is that um, the New York Times, CNN, Rachel Maddow had a bit on this on, on her show on Friday or Saturday night, I believe. They clearly didn't go to any lengths to validate this. And it feels a lot like an artificial like hit piece. Um, I think it's an incredibly believable story. You have two compelling writers from the New York Times and the CNN who wrote these pieces, and then you have Rachel, Rachel Maddow, who's just an absolutely incredible storyteller. Nobody invokes emotion and passion like she does. She's really, really, really good at what she does. She's not great at telling the truth, but she's a great storyteller. Um, absolutely incredible. And they, they pitch this story in a way that's incredibly believable, but I, I've got to tell y'all, I don't buy it. I really don't. I'm, I'm highly skeptical of this. Now, Donald Trump came out and said, hey, look, you know, none of this happened. I have no idea what these people are talking about. I've been in touch with the Intel community, and they're telling me that nothing like this exists. Now, remember, we live in a country where the media is predominantly left-leaning, and I mean that, and I say that with the utmost sense of, of objectivity. I don't think anybody can really contend against that. You know, when you think about all the major cable news networks, the only conservative one that really comes to mind is Fox News. And so with that in mind, if the intel community wanted to come out and say, hey, Donald Trump is lying, they have a safety net in the media. The media will go on the absolute attack on behalf of these intel officials. And so these intel officials, if they want to come out and say, hey, no, 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 this, this stuff exists, and go on the record and not just be anonymous, as the New York Times and CNN alleges, they, they can do that. They, they have a safety net. They are protected. Um, and so even for that reason, I'm highly, highly suspect of this story. Now, it's, it's tough because I don't believe that Trump has handled things with Russia as well as he could have. I believe he's too friendly with Russia, a little bit too cordial. Now, I think the way that he is cordial with North Korea actually works. But I think with Russia, I mean, you're playing with fire. Russia is a snake. North Korea is just absolutely insane. They are crazy people. And so in a way, you kind of want to be friends with them. You want to be allies with them in a way so that, you know, when they start launching nukes, they don't send one your way. But with people you build a genuine, a genuine relationship with, you can hold them accountable. You have lines of transparency. I believe if we scratch North Korea's back a few times, they'll scratch ours and not nuke us type of thing. <laughs> I know that's a bit of an extreme example, but um, the way that he is cordial with Russia is a little concerning because I think that Russia is very intelligent and they're not as insane as North Korea is. And what I mean by that is Russia is incredibly calculated. North Korea is kind of just flying by the seat of their pants. They're a patchwork communist nation and I mean, their dictator just vanished from the face of the earth for a few weeks and then all of a sudden emerges back out of nowhere. Like, you don't see that happen in other countries. But Russia is very calculated, and Putin's not going to disappear for two weeks at a time. <laughs> that, that, that stuff doesn't happen in Russia. And so, you know, the, the way that Trump is, is cordial with Russia makes a lot of what the New York Times and um, CNN uh, reports uh, very concerning and alarming. 
but Catherine Herridge's reporting, citing a senior intelligence official the same way that the New York Times and CNN did, um, leads me to believe that these stories that the New York Times and CNN are reporting are, are not credible. And on top of that, when Trump comes out and says, hey, look, I talked to in the intel community myself. They're telling me none of this stuff exists. Um, and then you don't see anybody from the intel come out after that, even, even anonymously, to say, no, Trump's wrong. Knowing that they have the shield of, of the mainstream media, mm, that's highly, highly, highly suspect. So that's my take on this. I'm not sure that I buy it. Um, and I am curious to see if any officials from the intelligence community come out either publicly or anonymously over the next, um, next few weeks. But this is a story you're going to want to follow because if, if some more things drop on this front, um, and Trump is already down in the polls, he could get absolutely buried by Joe Biden. Stay tuned for my closing comments, um, and a couple updates on where we're going to take this podcast. And we will be back soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And we are closing out episode one of Not What You've Heard. Genuinely, genuinely, I mean this with all sincerity. Thank you, thank you, thank you if you have made it this far through this first episode. And I'm not saying that just because my voice is incredibly difficult to listen to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've thought long and hard about doing this for a really long time. And the time had, had kind of come where... Mainstream media is so out of control. Everything's spin. Everything's narrative. Now, like I said, I will always share my opinions on this show, but I'm saving it for the back half, and I'm giving you the opportunity that the mainstream media will never give you in opting out of the spin and only getting the facts. That's what I've done here today. At least I think. At least I believe I did. Um, if you didn't like the structure of the episode, how we kind of start with the narrative-less story, the spin-less story, um, and then kind of segue into my opinions, feel free to slide in my DMs. Let me know. You can find me at Corey Milliken um, on Instagram, and you can find me at Corey underscore Milliken on Twitter. And don't you dare put an E in my name in Corey. It doesn't belong there. It's C-O-R-Y. My freaking family members do that crap. Drives me nuts. Anyways, let me know what you think. If you loved it, Drop a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to grow this thing. That's my goal here. Again, this is for all of us. This isn't for me. This is for us. I want to bring objective news to you. And I'll share my opinion because I think a lot of folks appreciate my opinion. But the goal here is to create a movement around objective news. And even if this podcast never makes it, even if we don't get big, if I can just put mainstream media on notice, I did my job. That's all I want to do here. So again, if you liked the episode, if you think the podcast is dope, leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, slide in my DMs with any ideas for future episodes. And this has been episode one of Not What You've Heard. Stay tuned next week. We will have another episode for you.